Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever episode of By the Balls. Hey. <laughs> hey, this is the weird stepchild of Let's Crack a Beer. Yeah, you could call that. Uh, call it that. The ugly stepsister. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this might go smoother than Let's Crack a Beer in all honesty. Really? I, I mean, we're talking about sports. So sports is kind of something we all know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, we know we're talking about yeah. better than... We're still not professionals in any oh, sense of the word. fuck no. And we're going to say a lot of shit, and a lot of people are going to be like, yo, these guys are dumb. But you know what? That's half the fun. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, by the Balls is predominantly going to be about Minnesota sports, but we will tackle worldly sports news as it, we see fit. Tackle them by the balls. Tackle them by the balls. That's not an innuendo for anything. Please don't think this. Pod- it is though. Please don't think this podcast is about gay men playing with their balls. It's not. It's not. It's about grown men playing with balls for money. <laughs> uh, so we got a kind of a, a list of things to talk about today, um, but we want to start things off by talking about. We might be a little late to this conversation, but the the return of Conor McGregor. Now. Oddly enough, we both actually watched this fight. Yeah. And we have different interpretations of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, kind of, I think. Kind of. For those of you who don't know, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point. Connor, by TKO, beat Cowboy Zeroni in 40 seconds. Cerrone. That's his last. Yeah, I always think of holes. I know. When, that's when what said, I was thinking of when you said Zeroni. When they were saying that the whole time. <laughs> Hector Zeroni. <laughs> oh, God. I like digging holes. <laughs> I like digging holes. But no, so he beat him by a TKO in 40 seconds. Yeah. Most people, including myself, paid $50, watched all the prelims yeah. for 40 seconds. I and let me tell you. Did it the smart way, but yeah. As a man who maybe lasts 40 seconds himself, best 40 seconds of my life. Yeah? Just watching McGregor what? kick the shit. Had you watched any other fight before that of Conor McGregor? I saw clips. Okay. And I mean, yeah, it definitely could have been a better fight, but I just think 100%. it was it, just a good fight. Don't get me wrong. It was exciting. Yeah, like it, it was, was like, pumped. Yeah. I don't know. And it was cool that he returned in that way and kicked his ass, but... It's not what everyone was thinking it was going to be, so it was very anticlimactic. I don't want to say overhyped. Yeah, it was just anticlimactic. The the fight before it, the Holly Holmes fight. I see. I didn't watch that one. I watched like the two or three before that. But how was that one? Was that any that good? was the only one that went all three rounds? I think. Oh really? I think there might have been one other one later on, earlier in the night, but that one I kind of had some uh, excitement for because all the other ones beforehand were a lot of. Uh, wrestling style, like, hey, let's get on the ground. Let's, you know, try to pin each other that way. Yeah. And I saw the Holly Holmes fight as a chance. All right, we're actually going to see some people beat the shit out of each other. Uh And that's kind of what we saw, but it was a lot of pin against the the cage and, you know, try to get them to submit. So that fight was kind of disappointing. Um and how did that one end? Even? Holly won by, by a decision. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's not as fun. No, it was kind of boring. But the McGregor fight, I thought, 
as fast as it was, was probably the best fight of the night. Really? I think so. I can't even, I can't think back to the two fights I watched before, I don't think. I don't think, I know for sure one of them didn't, uh, ended by decision, I'm pretty yeah, sure, and it wasn't it, too it exciting. Might, it might have, I'm not sure. Um, I, can never, I can't remember the earlier fights either, but the, the heavyweight round, did you watch that? Uh, maybe. It was a Russian, God, I'm terrible with names. (laughs) A Russian and a Uh, bigger black man. I think I know what you're talking about. They fought, and I thought that was going to be a slugfest. And that was basically a wrestling match. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on fighting style, I think. Yeah, but no, I mean, normally I'm not a big UFC fan, but... No, neither am I, but... My sister's boyfriend, whom I'm currently living with, wanted to watch the fights and no one else wanted to watch. So I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> bonding time with the dude. Let's go. Yeah. And that kind of got me hooked. Like, I'm on the McGregor train now. Uh-huh. So, like, and I think he handled himself at the end, too, like, in the interview well. McGregor did. He didn't go cocking off. He didn't make any bold claims. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He did say anyone can get it, so I'm kind of interested to see who he fights next. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm interested to see who he fights next, McGregor. Yeah. I've heard some rumors, but I'm not yeah. going to put any names out there just because I'm not. I'm very new to UFC. Yeah. Like a week old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are thinking Khabib, maybe, the last guy he lost to, and I watched that fight, and that was crazy. Neat. Kind of got his ass kicked. Uh, just when we were looking at stuff before this, I saw maybe him versus Nate Diaz. Did you see in either of those fights? Because that would be the third of those. Yeah. And uh, I think they split. I think so, too. They I thought split. he beat so they, the so Diaz. So they want, like, a final decision, like a third match to come. Yeah, I thought he beat Diaz, but I might have been wrong. Well, he, he well, did. Well, I thought he beat uh, him both times, I meant. Yeah, no. Uh, I think I think the second one was debatable. Was that one? I'm by pretty decision? sure that was. Yeah, I think that was the one McGregor won, and that was like people were like, "Eh, I think Diaz probably should have had that one." Ooh. And I, I think I saw highlights of that too. And it, just watching highlights, I was like, "Okay, I think, I think," because I didn't even know how it turned out because I wasn't really into it then. Yeah, but I was just looking back. I think like, that's just one thing I need to do right now is I just need to go back and yeah. watch some highlights of this, just because, like, I'm in it now. Like, I kind of want to. Like, the next time he fights, I w- I'll be willing to pay. Yeah. Again for it. It just, it's interesting and fun to watch. It just, I fucking hate, like, you gotta wait like a fucking year to watch a fight. Yeah. Because they gotta train for it and shit, and it takes forever. It's yeah. literally, it's easily the worst part about this sport if there's a bad thing about it. Yeah, and, and that's then it. they have a bunch of no names kind of fighting before, like, these big fights that kind of just bore you. Or, but, like, during your waiting period, I feel like, like, you know, I get it. They can't just jump into fight after fight after fight. They got to train. You know, they got to get healthy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But like, come on, man. I don't want to wait a year to see McGregor fight yeah, again. Yeah, there's just not enough. It's not big enough to the point where there's a ton of big names in it. Yo, know? and that's it's why like McGregor, I think. McGregor, Khabib, Diaz. I mean, there's a, something. I, and, you know, you and me aren't educated on it. There's yeah. Something, but like, We're going to try to get educated. obviously the big one. Yeah. So, like, um, if he's not in it. No. I'm and. Not watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's why everyone was amped to have McGregor back because he was kind of the face of UFC. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then he retired, and then everyone was kind of like, well, we don't have our loudmouth anymore to kind of draw in the attention, and now he's back, and everyone's like, all right, we're back. Yeah. So that's our stance on that fight. I mean, fun night in general, just hanging out with my sister and her boyfriend and my sister's friends, and... We we celebrated, we laughed, we debated, you know, I mean, that's what you do, so. Yeah, it was a fun night in my room watching it alone. I'm not going to feel sorry <laughs> for you. <laughs> no, no. So moving on, now this is kind of where we're going to get into a, a little bit of area of expertise. We are going to talk about, again, we're probably late, and I'm kind of throwing this on Seth right off the bat just because I'm seeing his hat, but let's talk about the Vikings' exit of the playoffs. Um... They lost to the 49ers, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even remember the score, but, it, I mean, it was a close game. 27-10, I believe. I think so. That sounds yeah. about right. It's not like we don't have computers in front of us to look I it know. up. But, but I just don't want to relive the disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the fact that we got that far. No one expected us to win the first. We were the sixth seed, lowest seed in the NFC. Nobody yeah. expected us to. To beat the Saints. Literally. Everybody, every analyst, everyone on TV picked the Saints. Yeah. And on paper, that's the right move. And I would have picked them, too. I didn't think we were going to win. No, me I like to think I'm pretty reasonable, so. Yeah. But- I had no expectations. We kind of shocked the world, so to speak. And then we, I wouldn't say we got our asses kicked, but we. We lost. We lost. We lost to the team that went to the Super Bowl. Like, the score wasn't even that bad. But, like, they're a really good team, so they, I expected them to win. Do you think. After this loss, there's going to be some shakeup in terms of the. Obviously, there's going to be different people on the roster. People are going to get moved. People are going to leave. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's going to be a shakeup in terms of coaching staff for the Vikings? Uh, well, I think it was just announced today. Uh, since we our offensive coordinator Kevin Stavansky for mm-hmm. this year he went, he's the head coach, coach of the Browns now. Poor guy. Yeah, keeps going well, from terrible I mean, franchise to terrible they franchise. can have him, honestly. He was not great with us. We had a solid season, but in clutch situations or, you know, crunch time when we needed some decent play calling, he just didn't have it. And it was very, uh, it just like wasn't unique play calling. And it was, he never did anything out of the ordinary to catch the defense. Would you say it was easy to read? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. It wasn't creative. It wasn't, I don't know, like spontaneous or anything. It was boring and predictable, very predictable. So, uh, but anyways, now we we literally just promoted. Um, I think in the, this off season we brought in uh, Gary Kubiak. He uh, he's coached a bunch of places, but uh, he was like an offensive advisor, whatever mm-hmm. the hell that means. We just like brought him in to like basically mentor Stefanski. Because we were grooming Stefanski to be like our long-term solution. Obviously, that didn't work out. But well, it did for him. <laughs> He's got a fucking head coaching job. Leave it to a Minnesota team to go. All right, we're gonna invest in the future, and then the fucking future leaves. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like Kevin Garnett all over again. Yeah, so we just gave Kubiak the job, which uh, there's been debated as to whether or not that's a good thing. I. For one, I'm kind of against it, probably. But uh, why? Why are you against uh, it? If I'm correct, I think he's got 
fuck. Is it him that's got a kid already on our coaching staff? I think it's like we've got Kubiak and like a relative of his. I think his son. That's a, some kind of a coach on there already. Right. But uh, that, that's not necessarily a problem. But to top that off, uh, Mike Zimmer, our head coach, uh, his son is the linebacker coach. <laughs> Uh, and there's been talks that he would get promoted to defensive coordinator. And uh, it kind of matters and it kind of doesn't. Defensive coordinator for us, uh, we fired ours after the season. But uh, Zimmer calls the plays. Right. Mike Zimmer calls the plays. So he basically is the defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator for us is basically just a title that we give to someone. So it doesn't really matter a whole lot. It's just someone to, like, you know, work with the schemes with Zimmer and everything, basically. But, uh, so we fired that guy, and now uh, I can't remember his, uh, Adam Adam Zimmer. I want to say is his name. Um, uh, they've been talking about just promoting him, and it's kind of just a. It seems like a Minnesota thing to do to just like hire family. Ironically, fucking uh, Ryan Saunders for the Wolves. He, let's be honest, he kind of got that. He got that job because of his dad, essentially. I would. I we'll talk about that later. I yeah, would say. They're on the I would list. say. So, yeah, they are on the list. We will talk about that later. But I would say that, anyways. I just think it's. I don't know what the word is. It's not like. It doesn't seem very professional to just hire your family. I see like, what you're I, saying. I think he's done a. I think Zimmer's son has done a good job. We've got good linebackers. I think he's a good linebackers coach. I just don't think. We should look outside the box and like try to hire someone from the outside. Maybe instead of just looking inside and being like, oh, well, he's the coach's son. Let's just fucking stick him in there and see if it works out. I don't really think that's a good answer. I think that's maybe he's getting. And again, I don't think he's hired yet. I don't know if he's going to get hired. Maybe he won't. But if he was, uh, people would question if it's because of his ability to do the job or if it's because he's the coach's son. So I think it's very debatable. But So my last question for you in terms of the Vikings is and I, I I posed this question to you last week. I don't know if you remember it, but I'm going to ask you again. Do you think it's time the Vikings move on from the Zimmer era of football? Um, if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said no. And after this season, I've had a lot of internal thoughts <laughs> about whether or not that's a good idea and I'm leaning more towards yes now than I ever have but um uh the trend in the NFL right now for head coaches is to go young and they're trying new things you saw uh, last year with the Rams they had like I don't know if he was the youngest head, he might have been the youngest head coach uh I can't to ever lose to Tom Brady yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways they had a great team they probably they should have won the Super Bowl the they were more talented than the Patriots, but that's a different discussion. You take that back. <laughs> but uh, so after that season for them, you know, there's all these there's these teams that are hiring young guys. The, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, did it. and he ironically he's like one of the uh, best friends of the Rams, uh, Sean McVay. He's one of Sean McVay's best friends. Best friends. That's yeah. almost what got him the job there, honestly. And uh, and then uh, the beginning of this season, Matt Lafleur for the Packers got hired, and he's they went 13 and 3 and made it to the NFC Championship his first year as a coach. Right. So clearly that worked out. Uh, is it for is it because of him or is it cuz Rodgers finally showed up or they had a somewhat of a decent defense? I don't know. But there's a correlation there and they had a solid season with a young head coach. 
Um, trying to think of other instances around the league, but uh, that yeah, that's kind of the consensus. So, yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, and you know, kind of again, I don't watch a lot of football. I don't know a lot of football, but from my understanding and from what I kind of just kind of pieced together, Cardinals had a better season than they have in the past under the new guy, right? Um, maybe by a couple games. I mean, a couple games year. is a couple games, you know. Yeah, they're also they might have had the. Uh, I think they were in the best division in football too, but uh, yeah. I mean, and they're young, you know. I mean, they're rebuilding, so like they just drafted a new quarterback and everything, so they're figuring shit out too. But uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, with Zimmer, he's kind of a. Everyone considers him an old school coach, and he is. You know, he's an older guy, so he's kind of one of those guys that just like you never really see him make adjustments on defense and keep the offense guessing. And it feels like his play calling is questionable. Kind of same with similar with the offense. I feel like he doesn't, you know, blitz enough in the right times or uh, necessarily use players the right way on defense. And I think that really showed up this year because, you know, we've kind of been waiting to make that jump and uh, it hasn't happened. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of covered all the bases on that. I just don't think. I mean, we've had how many years of doing really well in the regular season and then doing really well in the postseason, and then the next year it's not making the playoffs or first-round exit of the playoffs or, like, we just don't have a consistent team, uh, consistency of this roster, and the team relatively stays the same. Yeah, I mean, it becomes a question of what are we satisfied with and right. how we're ending the season, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, we won a playoff game when we weren't supposed to this year. That's great. But what did we that get us? We didn't do anything with it. No. You know, I mean, we if lost we in the next round. If we would have won that game and then we would have beat the 49ers and then we would have played the Packers in the NFC Championship, that would have been incredible. At that point, I would have been like, you know what? Even if we would have lost to the Packers, I'd be like, hell of a season, boys. Way to yeah. turn it around there when you needed to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even yeah, you're right. Even if we won the next game against arguably the best team in football right now, that would have been huge. And, uh, you know, we'd probably be talking about extending Zimmer or maybe even Cousins, too. Is once Cousins' contract up is this year? We gave year? him a three-year deal. He's on his second year. So um, next year. Next year he'll be up, yeah. Unless uh, there might be... No, like an, like a, an option or something. Yeah. I don't think there is, but yeah. I could be wrong. Um, would you be upset if they did extend Cousins' contract? It's tough right now to answer that. Um, I think, yeah, kind of. Um, I've seen a few like talk shows or... Uh, you know things on YouTube or whatever talk about um uh, actually trading up in the draft this off season and trying to get a quarterback because there's a couple decent options. Obviously, Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall, but uh, and I don't even know Bengals. if this is even possible <laughs> at all. But uh, trading up to like top five pick and getting Tua, and like if I would take that over Kirk next year, and I think the answer is yes, honestly. Uh, 
you know, I've got my issues with Kirk a little bit, but uh, I just don't, I don't know. Everyone's, everyone sees him as a guy that can't win the big games, and he's proven that wrong a little bit this year. But there's he just something us. about him where, I don't know, you just look at us again with him leading the team against the 49ers, and you're like, okay, well, we're not going to fucking win this game. You know, I mean, there's just not really a belief that he can. That's not all on him, and I've defended him all year and all last year because it's not all his fault. We've got other problems on the team, mainly the offensive line. Everything else is almost pretty damn good. But that's a big problem when they're protecting the quarterback, and uh, I don't know. So I just typed in Kirk Cousins' stats. And I don't know football stats very well. Uh, I got two advanced passing for the 2019 season. Um, talks about number of games played, games missed or whatever, games played, games played. Um, passes completed. He had a completion of 307 passes out of 444. Does he give a percentage on that? Next to it, it probably should. But. It does yards, passing yards after catch per completion, uh, passing yards after catch, completed air yards. But well, like like I said, I don't know these stats. But from what I'm looking at, like these don't look bad. Like three thousand six hundred and three yards on the season. I'm gonna assume this is season. Yeah, yeah. three thousand six hundred yeah. yards. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, probably better than average, I would say, for sure, I think. I'd uh, say so. And, I mean, I think his touchdown-interception ratio this year was like, I don't know, 27 to 6 or something like that, which is good. And, you know. I he mean, had. Um, better than most quarterbacks in the league, for sure. On his career, he has a. Percentage of passes completed of a 66.9, so we round that up to 67%. Yeah. But in his 2019, he had a 69.1. Yeah. So, like, arguably better. Yeah. Like, he had a good year from what it's looking. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, like, I don't know. You could say anything below 60% is not great, like, not not good. Right. Uh, 65 and up is considered pretty damn good close to 70 is really good so if you're if you're around 70 that's really strong but that's kind of becoming quarterback stats are being skewed now because it's like even a few years ago touchdown interception ratio wasn't really that big of a deal and now it's looked at so tightly and critically like it's the end-all be-all of a quarterback which in some ways it may be but the same with the completion percentage like it just it, you got to look at it in the right context because uh, the year we went 8-8 eight and eight with Sam Bradford as quarterback, he broke the record for single-season pass completion percentage with like 70-point-something percent or 71% maybe. We went 8-8, eight and eight, and if you watched the Vikings games, which I watched every one of them, <laughs> most passes were to our running backs. You know, he was throwing a five-yard out route or whatever or a dump off or a check down or something. So something that's not hard to complete. So you, you, you do 15 of those a game, 
of course your fucking stats are going to go up. It's just going to happen naturally. So you just got to look at it with a certain perspective. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think overall Kirk had a good year. And, uh, you know, I've <laughs> probably got this on my phone, but uh, you could argue he had a better season than Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways. And, and I, I think I will just because fucking and Rodgers. I'm, yeah, I'm totally fucking biased, but, you know, there's a reason for it. Um, anyways, I mean, as you're looking for this, yeah, whatever yeah. it is you're looking for, um, I'm going to push us through to the next topic, and this one we could probably take a little less time on, and that is the Super Bowl matchup of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, not growing up, my older brother was a quarterback, so that's kind of the spot of football I always loved watching. And we got a couple of good quarterbacks here. We got Jimmy Garoppolo versus Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is kind of becoming the new face of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Who are you taking in this football game? Football um, game? I've thought about it a little bit, and it's close. And I can obviously see it going either way. I could even see it being a blowout either way just because how crazy it could be. But uh, you never know what could happen. The fucking Titans made it to the AFC Championship this Good year. Good for so. them, by the way. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, So anything's possible. But I'm going to choose the Niners to win, I think. Uh, they've got clearly a better defense. I mean, the thing about the Chiefs is... Offense wins games. Offense defense is, wins championships. Yeah, their offense is obviously insane possibly best in the league um and that's what's got them what 13 wins this year 12 wins and they're insane um but their defense you know and they uh credit to that credit to their defense they shut down derrick henry last week and ultimately won the game because of it but uh i just don't know if they can um go against uh shanahan's offensive scheme and do the same thing. He's considered one of the better offensive-minded coaches in the league. Right. So he's going to draw something up that's going to screw the defense over. And uh, Jimmy's a solid quarterback. Um, stats don't really show it, but I do think he is, like, he. I think he's shown that he can be clutch when he needs to be. And his – I personally don't know a lot of offensive personnel on that team um, in terms of receivers and – running backs that he's got that are like big names apparently they've done really well i mean i know they've got like debo well okay george kittle their tight end is probably the best in the league uh debo samuel they're one of their receivers uh i think one of their running backs tevin coleman just went out with an injury but uh i guess their running back last week had like 190 yards or no i think over 200 and uh four fucking touchdowns or something like that he had an insane game but um Definitely haven't seen that all year from him. But, I mean, they spread the ball around, so there's that. Plus, I mean, their defense, they've got Nick Bosa on the edge who's going to get to Patrick Mahomes a fair share of times and disrupt everything, which is how they beat the Vikings, obviously. Um, Yeah, I would have to go with the Niners, I think. You got any guess as to who's going to win? No. No? <laughs> no, I don't. It's a safe bet either way, honestly. There's go, no wrong answer for I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes just yeah? because of the star power. Yeah, I think. that's fair, too. I can't even argue with it. Um, honestly, I'm just looking for a better Super Bowl than last year. 
I think that's what everyone's looking for, and I think there's like a 99.9% chance that's going to happen this yeah. year. It just has to. So I mean, I'm not worried about that. I'm a, no, we're not even going to talk about it. We're going to move on. All right. All You're right. taking the 49ers. I'll take the Chiefs. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, before we get into my area of expertise, which is – I say expertise, but yet I'm not an expert. I've – don't – I mean – We are not experts. We are not at experts. all. But before we get into actually talking about basketball, do you see the fight, the Kansas – or Kansas State, not Kansas, Kansas University in Kansas. Um, briefly, I didn't, brawl. I didn't watch the video multiple times. I kind of glanced over it. It was the end of the game, and Kansas was kind of blowing them out, right? Yeah, they were down by 30. Yeah. So Kansas was trying to dribble the ball out. And Kansas, the Kansas State guy, like, stole the ball. Yeah, and he was just yeah. going to do a layup. Yeah. So the Kansas guy, volleyball spiked this yeah, thing into yeah, the yeah. next row. Now I like, remember it. Like, it was yeah. out of here. Yeah. And then he kind of flexed on him. And then just a huge brawl. Like, and I mean brawl. Like, everyone off the bench, everyone on the floor. It went into the stands. It yeah. got pushed into the, the handicap section. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see, like, a... Cheerleaders trying to break things up. Security guards trying to break things up. Someone from Kansas, I think Kansas, had a stool <laughs> above his head ready to swing it on someone. I, okay, I didn't see that. I don't know how <laughs> you didn't see this. Shit, this was all crazy. over the place. Yeah, I just didn't really watch it, I guess. Um, I He didn't hit anybody. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> he would have uh, fucking killed him. He, you could kind of tell he had the moment of like, wait. What am I doing? Do, yeah, do I want to do this? Yeah, but... Do I want to sit the rest of the year? That's what it is, and people think there's a good chance he might still have to sit. And yeah, like, maybe. That's like, like... That's huge. Yeah, you could fucking consider that like assault, honestly. Miles Garrett I mean, all over it again. Really, that, yeah, that's literally what it is. Yeah. That's like... And with the NCAA, oh, he they, find, they find shit all the time that's not even, like, punishable. They see this, oh my God. God, they're going to have a field day with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're saying that. They're like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to look at everything. Like, what caused it? Yeah. Who started it? Yeah. So, uh, question then. Whose fault do you think it is, the guy that started it? Uh, the guy who stole the ball and tried to lay up or the guy that volleyball spiked it and flexed on him? If you had to choose whose fault it would be. I would say it's the guy who stole the ball. Okay. That's, that's what I would say, too. Because... In sports, there's unwritten rules. Yeah, yeah. You're getting blown out. Don't be a dick and steal the ball. The team's trying to wear, like, waste the clock. Yeah. You don't steal the ball. And you definitely, if you do, you definitely don't lay it up like a bitch. (laughs) You slam that thing down with authority. You know, kind of like, hey, you might have blown us out, but we're going to get on SportsCenter for this. We're going to, you know, we're going to let you know we're... We could drop the hammer. Yeah, yeah, that's low class stealing it. Yeah, like that. I just think so that's a, such I a dick move. I mean, I think the guy who blocked it and flexed might get in trouble for kind oh, of yeah, quote, quote, yeah, instigating. Maybe. But I don't. Think I, I can't really blame him though. I honestly. can't either. Like, like I'm, I'm probably on his side about it. I'd be like, yeah, fuck you for yeah, like, trying this. Yeah, what the and like I said, there's you? unwritten rules. Yeah. In terms of sports, and he broke one of the unwritten rules, and yeah. I think he got what he deserves, but. The whole fight in general, I think, kind of just happened by accident. Because, like, 
Kansas State guys are running down to, you know, hype up the dude who just made the block. Or Kansas guys were coming down to hype up the dude who made the block. Kansas State guys were coming down to pick up the guy who just got knocked down. I think they just kind of full force collided into each other Mm -hmm. and a fight just broke out. Yeah. So that's that's my take. Um, The way I see it, the guy who stole the ball probably have to sit five games. Is that what they're talking, or is that what you're guessing? That's what I'm guessing. I don't know. The guy who's volleyball spiked well, it. I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously, they're going to look into it in terms of, like, who started the fight, I guess. It, it doesn't really matter no. who stole the ball or spiked it, probably. I think, I think that has a I big... guess between the two, if anyone's going to get in trouble, I think it's going to be the guy that spiked it. Sadly, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, because I don't think the stealing... I mean, technically, it is still in play, and he's allowed to do it. It's yeah. not against anything. It, is it... Like you said, against an unwritten rule, yeah, yeah, and he shouldn't have done it. No, but I don't know if that's punishable. But by I think the that kind of sparked it all, kind of like instigated it. Now, definitely the guy who flexed on him, he's gonna get. He'll get something for like taunt, yeah, taunting yeah. or something like that. Yeah, probably. Um, but Kansas like released a statement. They're like, "What happened wasn't uh, like it doesn't reflect who we are and what we want from our student athletes." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're going to work with the NCAA. And, like, they apologize to the division and all that crap. Yeah. And I was just like, yo. It's kind of boss, though. Like, yeah. you don't get a lot of fights in the in basketball. No, not really. And especially fights like that. Like, yeah, some haymakers were tossed. Yeah. So. I yeah, mean, I mean, well, you really can't because even at the college level, well, at the college level, if you do, you're in trouble. Only so many people people are getting drafted, and on Kansas, where that's a high profile program, if you're looking to get drafted, you, you fuck up once, fight. you're screwed. Yeah. Like that, your draft stock plummets, and you're missing out on millions of dollars. Like it's crazy. See, so here's the thing, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I can't remember who said it, but either the guy who made the block or the guy who was getting ready to swing the stool. <laughs> only played like five minutes that game really so like they're like yeah no like if he gets suspended the team's not that, that was gonna be him. my next question is if it was someone that was like some kind of prospect that was no. looking to get so drafted i think all like the star like, like okay so like everyone who was on the court was involved in the fight okay but i think if they look back i think they're gonna see okay these people are trying to break it up they're not necessarily trying to fight yeah it's just kind of happening rather quick so i think a bunch of the the prospects kind of were like, okay, we're going to stay out of it. We're going to try to break it up. But yeah, I guess, I mean, you can basically look at the score, and like you said, if they're up 30 or whatever, starters aren't going to be in. No. It's going to be all the scrubs, essentially. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was just... If anyone's starting it, it's them possibly, and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the malice at the palace? Oh, my God. I know the name for sure. As soon as you say it, I'm going to remember Detroit it. It's when Detroit and Indiana kind of got into a fight, and okay. it went to the crowd, and, like, they started... That's kind of like what this was. Yeah. Between who who was that between? Uh, I can't Detroit think of it. and Indiana. Um, Player players wise, I mean. Uh, Ron Artest was okay. the main one. Um, but there's your mildew. Ben Wallace act like Ron Artest was like oh, trying ben to get. Oh, Ben Wallace too. Yeah. Like uh, Ron Artest was trying to like get away from it. Like he laid down on the scores table. Like he was trying not to get involved. Like he was because he was having a really good year. Like a lot of people were saying if he didn't get suspended for the rest of the season because of that, he could have been the MVP. Holy shit, how many games did he miss? He missed the rest of the season. How Do you know how many games that was up until that point? How many they played? 
I don't know if it was actually the whole season. It was like because that's that's huge missing a whole season. I want to say sixty plus. David Stern laying down the law. Yeah. Holy and, fuck. Um. But so, anyways, Ron Artest is laying on the scorers table trying to stay out of it. A fan throws a drink at Ron Artest. God damn it! And it, that's what set him off, and that's what got people into the fan the crowd, you know, and that's what got the players fighting the crowd, and you know, it was just a mess. But that was kind of what this was. It was a smaller version of Malice at the Palace, but a lot yeah. less dramatic, I would yeah. say. If that stool got brought down on someone's head, oh, yeah, Malice at the Palace round two. Let's go. Yeah. But that's kind of what we got in terms of that conversation. Yeah. I mean, God, you never know. Titans making it to what, the semifinals and then... Titans? Yeah, Titans making it to the semifinals, a- and now you got college AFC kids getting ready to throw... Yeah things at people yeah cripes did you see someone threw like a banana peel at lebron james's kid during a basketball game uh, i don't know if it was a banana peel but no it was, like it garbage. was something else i can't think of what it was some kind of food item or something yeah just like he was trying to inbound oh the God. ball yeah i just saw it too yeah and the ref standing right next to him yeah, yeah i can't remember what it was it was it was like it some was, garbage yeah it was something pretty much harmless but yeah yeah it was some stupid yeah. person decided but like how this poor kid, you know, like everyone's talking about how LeBron was like at 16 was kind of like, yo, he's the next guy up. Yeah. But imagine being LeBron's son. Yeah. Like you're in high school. I'm pretty sure he's a freshman in high school and he's getting nationally televised games, which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. And there's so much talk about him on like Twitter, fucking SportsCenter talks about him. Yeah. LeBron was asked, like, I think last night how he would feel if his son was drafted by the Knicks and if he would team up with him in New York. Yeah. He was literally asked that by a reporter, and LeBron's like, I'm just worried about my son's project. <laughs> He's got to get done. I'm not thinking about that, which is a good answer and the it right is answer. A, that's a great answer. We could do a whole episode so on the crazy. type of dad LeBron is, oh, I yeah. feel like. And we probably will down the line. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I just think it's so weird because, like, of course, they're getting all this national attention because of Bronny, but right. Dwayne Wade's son's on that team too. He, he's older too, and he's, he's going like to be in college sooner. Yeah, yeah, and he's good too. Probably, I don't I'm know. Good. I don't know. Is he better? Maybe I, I would assume so. Just he might by just the be age better difference. because he's older. Yeah, so maybe that's a little more saying. developed, a little more athletic. But he's a prospect, I think, and he's, I think, going Division One, obviously, oh, to a good school. Definitely, if I'm correct. So yeah, I wonder if he's going to go. Marquette like his dad. I doubt it. I think he'll go a better program than that. You think so? Yeah. I feel like I could see him going to Duke. I don't know why. I could see it. 100%. I just could. I could see it. I don't know if Bronny's talked about going anywhere. I don't know if that's even been a thing yet. Yeah, I'm sure probably. he's been recruited. I'm sh- oh, God. That kid's been getting recruited since he came <laughs> yeah. out of the womb. Oh, yeah, probably. But. but Speaking of Duke, we are going to talk about one of their stars of late. Zion Williamson made his NBA debut last night. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm already sick of seeing it all over social media. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. Leading up to it last night, like the previous week when he announced it, it was just a chaos. Yeah. It was kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, He he had an impressive stat line. Oh, yeah. Of (laughs) seven rebounds, three assists. Five turnovers, 22 points, one personal foul. But here's what everyone's kind of going crazy about is he went perfect from the three-point line. Yeah. Um, 
And don't get, that's impressive. That's really good, considering he has made more than Ben Simmons, who's been in the league longer. And kind of an ugly jump shot, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm looking at some of these stats, and I get it. He's just coming back from surgery. He's probably taking it slow. He only played 18 minutes, and he shot 72% for the field goal, or for, for field goal percentage. But I'm looking at it, you know... I would have liked to have seen a couple blocks in there. Yeah. Um, five turnovers is kind of a lot for a power forward. Did he start yeah, power he, forward? Yeah, uh, he, I think so. And uh, I did see a couple, I guess you could call them mishaps or, uh, I don't know, highlights or whatever, but uh, him trying to, like, handle the ball and do some dribble moves, and he just fucking lost the ball a couple times. And, yeah. you know, I don't think he's ever really had to do anything like that. No, and I think he's, he's got to. So I think he's got to understand. And I get it. He was probably nervous, you know, first oh, game 100%. back. There's so, so much hype around it. You like, can't not be nervous. So we're gonna come back and 400. we're gonna revisit Zion in ten games. See where he's sitting at then. Okay. Um, okay, I like that. Hopefully playing more. Hopefully playing more. <laughs> I would like to see him play yeah. more than 18 minutes a game. But yeah. I think he's got to understand that they basically need him to do what he did at Duke. Yeah. You really? You got, think so? Because th- he's got facilitators in Le- Lonzo and Drew Holiday, as long as he's still there. Oh, he's you're got an- saying... He's okay. got another scorer in Brandon Ingram, so I think he just needs to do... You know, he needs to be a, a beast on the boards. Yeah. He needs to... Play some lockdown D. And pl- play some lockdown D. Post-defense, yeah. Um, get his easy inside shots, but yeah. continue to hit these outside shots. I'm not saying he needs to constantly go perfect or even need to be above... 70 percent i'm thinking like 40 percent from three-point line i mean that's that's still a little 40 40 is like considered really good i think yeah so like (laughs) even less than that yeah if he's shooting 30 at the end of the season i'd be impressed yeah i don't know how many free throws he shot but according to the stats he went 50 percent. i would like to see that maybe a little bit higher two for four yeah out of zion um yeah he should get that up i mean that's just basic and it will and like i'm not trying to be nitpicky about it yeah but i don't know how well he shot from free throw at duke i just I don't, don't see either. him as a shooter in general so yeah. i get that he's not accustomed to it yet but that's just the way the league's going he's got to do it exactly so, and uh, if he's not going to be good at it then he's going to become a liability in late game situations because hack a shack yeah and just late in his career in general when his athlete his athleticism is starts to fade and yeah he can't do what he used to no so so sadly not sadly I don't think he's going to be rookie of the year. Honestly, I think it's too late. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that if you thought so. I think, like, if he could, uh, let's say he keeps this stat line for, like, the rest of the year, if you'd consider him rookie of the year. If he plays every game. If he plays if, every game. If he game, ends up averaging 22, if he averages, seven rebounds, three assists at the end of the year. I think then we're going to have a situation like we had in the past two years where we had one dominant player kind of – control the whole season and then we aren't going to have another player who's going to come in kind of in the second half so like two years ago it was ben simmons and donovan mitchell the next year or last year it was luka Doncic and trey Trey young Young, yeah you know ben simmons and luka were kind of consistently dominant through the whole season and then donovan mitchell and trey young came in at the last half and kind of started stepping it up yeah and i think just sadly because of the circumstances i think john Morant has that dominance of the whole season going for him right now and zion's coming in you know we're almost to the all-star break we're almost to the trade deadline and that kind of signifies the halfway point yeah and i think 
sadly, I think it's still too. Uh, it's too late. Yeah, I think it for sh- it has to be by this point at in this the season. Point, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to totally rule it out, but I think if something happens to John Morant where he gets hurt or he sits out an extended period of games, then it's back on. Yeah, but, maybe. I don't even know who else would even be in fucking contention for it right now. I can't even think of any names. I mean, names it's R.J. Barrett, of, uh, <laughs> but he's not <laughs> that, doing that anything. Happening. I don't Cam care Reddish what he does. in exile in Atlanta. Cam Reddish. Oh, him? I have not heard anything. No, he's about averaging that like kid. nine points a game. Is he? Okay, maybe even so, less than that. Um, yeah, I don't know how that is. On no, for, for so Atlanta, I think though, it's yeah. definitely who's uh, Tyler Hero. Oh yeah, and then what's the Nun? Kendrick Nun. Kendrick Nun from Miami too. Yeah, he's, they've been impressive. They've probably but still there's the too much. Going on on that team where other players stand are taking, out, you know, it's, John Morant is. I don't want to say alone in Memphis because Memphis has been a, kind of a surprising team this year. Yeah, I mean it's him and Jaron Jackson, and they've got some other. They've yeah, got talent like they there, made some but, trades. They got Jay Crowder. You know, they got a veteran player in him. They got Jonas Valanciunas, who was on the Raptors team up until they won the finals, basically. Yeah. Uh, so they got a veteran presence on that team that I think helps, but it's definitely just those two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know where they're at in the standings. I don't know if they're going to make a playoff. I want to say they're half, like they're half up. Uh, I would say uh, middle of the pack. Yeah, middle of the pack. They're Western not Conference. low. They're not as bad as everyone expected them to be. Yeah. Um, but and they're definitely doing better than what people expected. So, right. but uh, I'm just hot. I'm looking at. I'm watching these Zion highlights right now, and we're in the fourth quarter. This is where he went four for four from three point line. Yeah. I'm looking at these three-point shots, and now I don't want to take away from what he did because it's impressive going four for four, but if you look at him, he's wide open on all yeah, four of them. Yeah, I, I saw that too, and I was just thinking the defense was letting him shoot, honestly. Yeah. Cause and that's something you don't to expect miss. to see out of a uh, Greg Popovich defense. Yeah, I was confused by that. Um, Doesn't make sense. This whole team in general, this Spurs team, has been unPopovich-like in terms of production. Now that yeah. being said, this is the first time. Nah, not technically not the first time, but this is the first time for decades that Tony Allen, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some people, but like the core Popovich group is missing, is missing and isn't in the league in any way, shape or form. Right. So he is, I feel like in, for the first time in, like I said, decades, he's working with a new group who can probably be molded into what he needs them to be. But I yeah. think he's got too many, too many loose pieces that don't quite fit. Yeah. He's got some talent there, but I mean, he's got uh fucking... Who am I thinking of? Aldridge, who is like, he's such an anomaly to me. He like he puts up good numbers, and he's an all star like year after year. It seems like I never hear anything never. about that guy. Never. He doesn't do anything flashy. Mm-mm. He just like puts up solid numbers, and you know, I mean, the Spurs went to the playoffs last year. I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year still. I think that's they're just currently kind of the thing. eighth at twenty and twenty three. Yeah, that's uh, it's a Popovich team. They make a late push and gain some always traction. Do. I think they're gonna always do. It. do. Um, and the West isn't as good this year, 
you can tell. It's I mean, just by looking. They're the eighth seed with a losing record. That yeah. doesn't usually happen in the West. Doesn't usually happen. No. Um, but you can see in just the standings what I'm trying to pull up here, but my computer's being dumb. The West is mainly dominated by the LA teams. Yeah. By the right. LA team, I should say. Uh, but we're going to get into that in a second. But yeah, Memphis is sitting at seven, Spurs sitting at eight. Um, the Pelicans after last night, they lost still last night, even with Zion doing what he did. So I think just because of the record alone, like the Pelicans are 17 and 28, whereas Memphis is 20 and 24 with what. Right. So in terms of that rookie of the year conversation, it's like I said, unless something happens to him, it's got to go to John Moran. Yeah. I mean, like, even if it's a tie between their between teams, talent wise, you go with whoever's the better team probably. And I which, would. Yeah, and how much they're contributing. That's kind of the fair way to yeah. do it, I think. So, yeah, I think you got to go jaw. Got to go jaw. So, you know, you you mentioned a few. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who was an all-star, who is an all-star. Yep. Uh, all-star starters were announced yeah. tonight. Um. Like obviously the captains were LeBron and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Again, they were the captains last year. Um, we got. See, this is where I'm confused. I I know the list was announced, but I got. Uh, NBA All Star Game starter pool. Oh but, yeah. But I think this is the teams. So for the West, we have LeBron James as the captain. James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and Anthony Davis. Yep. Scary team. Yeah. That's a that's a team you don't want to see. Hell no. Yeah. That's, at all. That's scary. <laughs> These very bastards. Good, yeah. Eastern Conference, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam, and Trey Young. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to knock Pascal Siakam or Trey Young. Or Giannis for what I'm about to say, but Giannis doesn't know how to pick a team. Well, this isn't teams they picked. No, the, this is just the All Star. I don't know why they do it this way. It seems dumb. so stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They fucking they pick the starters. At least I think this is how they're doing it. I think this is how they did it last year. They pick the starters from their conference. Yeah, but then they draft them. So like I don't know. they it's announce dumb. them for each conference, and it's the fucking dumbest thing. It doesn't make any sense. They gotta. Yeah. This seemed like such a cool idea like two years ago when they did this, and now it already seems overused and lame. I just kind of miss how it was where it was. Yeah, I don't even, like, I used to hate that the West would be kicking the East's ass every year. I just don't really care anymore because, frankly, the All-Star game is kind of a joke. Yeah. I mean, All-Star weekend, I think, is my favorite time of the year mainly because of the dunk contest, which has been bad the past couple <laughs> yeah, of years. Yeah, it's been trash. But, like, it might got- be better this year. We got like Dwight Howard. Yeah, who else is in that? Because I've heard that. Other than that, um, who else is even in it? I've heard some people that like reports are saying, "Oh, they're in," but then they're saying, "No, they're out." Um, there could have been some really great names in it this year, particularly if you add the two rookies, Jaw and Zion, if he was healthy. Yeah, that's what oh people my were God, saying. That would have been amazing. Well, people were saying Zion was in. Or what? not Zion, John Morant okay. was in. Oh, really? And then John Morant came out and was like, no, I never, I haven't accepted yet or I haven't declined it yet. 
Um, There's something about rookies nowadays that just don't want to do it. Like they'll just fucking. And I don't necessarily blame them. Why is that? Oh, I mean it's it's time off for you to kind of get healthy, kind of get your body right, get your mind right. Um, but at the same time, you kind of just re- like take again. It's just all going back to that time off where you you don't have to do anything. Right. Whereas you have the opportunity to do a dunk contest. Yeah, I mean, I want to see the best people out there, but like if you're John Morant who is leading the rookie of the year conversation, leading your team, yeah. why would you risk potentially now I'm not saying this would happen, potentially getting hurt or exhausting yourself for a little slam dunk contest that in, doesn't get you anything in place of make, maybe making the eighth spot and making, making a playoff run or something. Yeah. yeah. So, it's I just think Yeah, I get that. I almost think there should be it'd be tough to enforce it, but uh there should almost be like a either a fan vote or like a the players vote or something on participants to do it, like a big pool of players and then they like decide amongst themselves or something, like the finalists like the final four to actually participate in it or something. That way you actually get some talent that people want to watch. Right. And it's not just some boring loser from fucking Oklahoma the Suns or whatever. yeah Oklahoma because a guy from Oklahoma was wanted Diallo or some shit like that yeah. yeah nobody knew who that fuck was no one and then he won it yeah right? <laughs> he he beat out uh there was a couple of decent names right yeah was he beat Aaron out Aaron Gordon? Gordon yeah he had a shit run that year that was bad I feel bad for him <laughs> also okay so I found this in terms of the dunk contest. Uh, only one contestant for this event has been announced officially, but several others have been rumored. So the one that's been confirmed is Dwight Howard. So then the other one is Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. He's rumored to do it. Mm. I mean, he might have been the one that had a huge dunk like last year. Something like I don't that. know some alley oop where he reached he's, back really far. And yeah, he's got some hops, so that would be interesting. Uh, we talked about John Morant being John Morant has turned down the invite to compete. Never mind. Okay. And then Zach Levine has been rumored to be mulling over the decision. Interesting. A Zach versus Dwight slam dunk contest. I hate to say it, but I think Zach would just run away with it again. Oh my god. Hell yeah. I like I I think it's kinda cool that Dwight is willing to do this again, but at the same time I just I don't know. Why? I'm not really too excited about it. It no, just like, seems why like is he doing it? he's older now. Is he? He's I don't, not, I don't know. No, no. He can't do. I mean, he can't do flashy stuff like Zach can. So, like, what is he gonna do? That's like what he's gonna dust off the crazy. Superman dunk again. Yeah, like none of that's impressive anymore. It was cool once. Yeah, but I mean, we've all seen him dunk on a twelve foot hoop. I don't really care to see him do it again. Yeah. So, I don't know what if he, he do. starts doing some flashy shit. But yeah, I can see him kind of getting gimmicky with it though, like bringing out like. Oh, yeah. we're gonna jump over Akia, or hey, we're gonna get Shaq involved, and we're gonna dunk over him. Or and honestly, I think that's the worst part about the dunk contest. Is it gets gimmicky? Yes, I just hate it. Like, I don't even care if I see the same dunk necessarily. And there are tons of dunks if you just look them up. What like random people do? There's a ton of shit that hasn't been repeated in the dunk contest. That's like right. insane, and players right. have to be able to do it. 
like back in the day you had almost no one could i'm talking like 40 years ago nobody could fucking dunk from the free throw line now every roster's got like fucking four guys that can do it yeah the athleticism has increased dramatically right so you've got some athletes on these teams get them to do something flashy for god's sake yeah um and that, I think that's kind of like what we needed. And I remember we were watching it together, the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, the first time they competed. That yeah. was some high-quality dunkage. Oh, God. Greatest one I've seen. Oh, all time. My first, all, probably all, it's probably my favorite one. I still, like, every once in a while. I'll just go back I'll and go back it. and watch it again. Yeah. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine going back. Yeah. And to this day, I will defend Zach Levine for winning it. I know everyone says Aaron Gordon got robbed. I will, times, defend, I will defend. I will Zach defend Levine. Zach Levine. I will defend him. He didn't get robbed. No. They both had a ton of dunks go back and forth. Yeah. And then Zach had the last laugh because he had the best last dunk. That's what it came down to. He won fair and square. He did. So stop crying about it. He did. I would love to see them go around three. Yeah. I really would. Um, do I think we'll ever get it? No. It'd be round two, right? Because they only went head. No, they went. Yeah, they only went head to head once. No, they went head to head twice. They went the first year when Zach pulled off like the the Space Jam dunk, and Aaron Gordon was doing the the mascot, and he was spinning. Um, but they went they went twice, and I remember Zach and Aaron the second time went into like double overtime or something like that. Yeah, I just kept going. And Zach did a like a. That's the one everyone's pissed about that they said. Yeah, because he did robbed. like a from the free throw line between the legs or something like that yeah <laughs> people are mad that he won because of that it's like get the fuck out of here that's something like i don't he think michael jordan could have done mill yeah from the free throw line yeah. for christ's sake and everyone's like oh he got robbed fuck off what is uh, one of his most impressive ones was the one uh he started from behind the backboard at like an angle kind of uh threw it up bounced it underneath <laughs> jumped underneath the backboard through the legs dunked it with both hands reverse yeah and I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I think the only reason Jeez. why people liked Aaron Gordon, now, don't get me wrong, Aaron Gordon, phenomenal dunks, oh, great God, dunks yeah. all time. But I think the only reason people liked him is because they were kind of gimmicky, too. Like, he had the mascot. He had. See, like, I said I don't like gimmickies, but. But that was cool. He did like, it in a good way. Yeah, like the that mascot, mascot was dunk spinning. was cool. Oh, my like, God. That was a great dunk. Both of them and were. everyone was impressed as hell. Oh, hell yeah. That, so. Hell yeah. But, like. What Zach did, pure athleticism on his own. He maybe got a pass, but that was it. Yeah. Like, he had no help. God, I miss him on the Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that, too. (laughs) Well, we're getting into that because that's our next segment. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I would howl, but I'm disappointed (laughs) in them right now, so they don't deserve a howl. Yeah, honestly. Um, Where to begin with this? What do you want to talk about first? Uh, there's actually there's a lot we could talk about, specifically because we know more about it than we do know more the about the wolves. For those of you who don't follow. know, I once ran a Timberwolves fan page on Facebook oh, for yeah. school, uh, so I am invested in this team. Uh, yeah. I applied for an internship with this team, didn't get it, but like they're my team, and. Their loss is my loss, and let me tell you, I'm pretty sure I'm on life support right now. Oh, God. You have been for your whole life then, whole life, <laughs> basically. basically? I remember two years ago when the drought ended, God, greatest moment of my life, probably. Oh, when they won the playoff game? 
No, when they made the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. But, but they also won the playoff, won, won a won playoff, a playoff game, game, which was the first time in how long? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. It was it's stressful being a Wolves fan. But at the same time, I just I I get it. It's I know weird you say doing. that. I don't know cuz obviously you know, well, we know. You're the Wolves fan. I am in a way, but I'm also highly critical and I I kind of hate them at the same time because they're such a poverty franchise it's crazy i can be critical of this team when i need to and i'm gonna be to tonight like i'm gonna be critical tonight mainly because i think what we need to start this off is this is like a week old two weeks old but they made a trade and i know why they did it but i think it was a dumb trade (laughs) they traded away jeff teague and some other fucker for Alan Crabb from the Atlanta Hawks. It was a salary dump, basically. We were paying Jeff Teague too much, and they needed to make a move. Atlanta was looking for a quality backup for Trey Young. Thought, hey, let's bring Jeff Teague back. We can dump Alan Crabb. I'm looking up, or I'm looking right now at Career stats for Alan Crabb. <laughs> Not too impressive, huh? He has two seasons where he averaged 11.9 points a game. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, I get why a lot of Wolves fans were happy about the trade. And it was mostly, you know, they were thinking addition by subtraction. And that's what it was. A lot of fans hated Teague. And, yeah, there's the cap thing. But uh, a lot of – and including me. I don't uh, – people just didn't really like his play style. I, mean, I liked having him when we had a decent roster. It seemed, yeah, it seemed like a good addition. Um, and at the time it was. Yeah, and I liked, I, we, I liked Teague at the time. But then it became this season with him, he'll run the clock out for 20 seconds, just dribbling around, pass the ball, pass it out Wiggins, to some pass, crappy shooter from three who's covered. Toss up a shot. <laughs> and it's just not bad, or it's not good. And he, it's either that or he, you know. Turns his, it over. Yeah, or he or, takes or a, a bad floater shot. that, yeah, just doesn't go in. So no, it's painful to watch, to say the least. You know, I give, I'm giving Alan Crabb a, a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I don't really fucking know him. I don't really There's, know him either. There were some people that were very happy about this, and I'm like, why? Like, what are we, uh, of course, aside the cap thing again and losing Teague, why are we happy about this? Who the fuck is Alan Crabb, and why are we happy about getting him? I've never heard – I've heard the name, but, like, I was never like, oh, well, let's trade for him. Yeah. Nobody was petitioning for us to trade for no. Alan Crabb. No one was. Like, I'm looking at his play-by-play, his – Plus minus per hundred possessions, so plus minus is like how effective they are on the court, mm-hmm. and this is for a hundred possessions. Breaking down his entire career from 2013 to now, he has one season where he has a positive. Really, plus 2.4 in 2017, 2018 when he was with Brooklyn, and then he went. Interesting. With Brooklyn. That's weird. Could have sworn he went negative. But I'm not... It's not looking. Was he uh, with Brooklyn last year, too? Atlanta last year. 
uh, Toronto. No, 2019-2020 TOT. So Toronto. 2018-2019 Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, so, he so he's probably, bounced around a little bit so he already. he probably wasn't even playing. Yeah, so he <laughs> bounced around a little bit. Um, he came out when he got here and made the comment, it's a perfect match because he says our system of play fits him perfectly. Okay. And he said this team likes to shoot a lot of threes, and so do I. In my mind, that's him saying I like to shoot a lot of threes, but I'm not going to make a lot because <laughs> that's what this team does. Yeah, We yeah, don't make a lot of threes. Hell we don't man. have a lot of good three-point shooters, and that's been our problem for years. Even back when we did have Jimmy Butler, our three-point shooting percentage wasn't the best. No, God. And it will proceed to not be the best. I mean, it's like I pulled up the stats of every player on our team right now. This is what they're at right now per season. Like Andrew Wiggins for three-point percentage, 31.5%. Cats, 40.9%. Yeah. Naz Reed, 30.6%. I like him. Josh Okogie, 26.6. Oh, my God. That's atrocious. Shabazz Napier, 28.5. Jordan McClagan, I don't know whoever this is, (laughs) 30.8. 26.3 for Kenlin Martin, 35.2, 39.4. Like, you're getting the point, right? Like, we're not a good three-point shooting team. And Alan Crabb, even right here, I'm looking at him, 31.7. Oh, nice. I mean, that's decent. That'll put us over the hump. But that's not going to get us anywhere. And that's Hell the, no. And that's why I'm thinking there's a secret motive behind this, behind this trade, besides a cap dump and to get out of Jeff Teague. I think the Wolves are getting ready to enter a soft rebuild. Yeah. They're going to – because there's reports. We talked about it on Let's Crack a Beer. They're gonna. They're trying to move Robert Covington, who is making a decent amount of money. There are reports that they're maybe trying to move on from Andrew Wiggins. Gorgie Dang was a part of the trade to Golden State that they declined. They're trying to move these contracts because I think they're getting ready to go into a soft rebuild to maybe try to build a team around Cat to convince him to stay and kind of ease his frustration. Mm. Minnesota's never been known to do a good rebuild. Never. When we traded Kevin Garnett to Boston in 2004, we required Al Jefferson, Gerald Green, uh, Sebastian Telfair, and I think one other player, and some picks or whatever. That was supposed to be a starting rebuild. Didn't go anywhere. We drafted Kevin Love. We had uh, Ricky Rubio. We had Nikola Pekovic. We had... Kenyon Martin, not Kenyon Martin, Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin, yeah. Uh, yeah. J.J. Barea coming off our yeah. bench at the time. Luke Ridenhauer. Luke Ridenhauer. Like, we had decent players, couldn't do it. So we went to a rebuild, tried to get something around Kevin Love, and we couldn't do it. And then Kevin yeah. Love got frustrated, demanded a trade. Yeah. Are you seeing the pattern that's going on here? Of failure, yeah. Of failure. But not only of failure, but of them trading away a piece and trying to build around a team. I'm. I hate saying this because I'm a Wolves fan, die hard, and I will cry if this happens. Two to three years. Cat just signed the five-year extension. If we don't get a decent team around him in, no, I'm gonna say two years. 
he will be demanding a trade out of Minnesota. Maybe oh, even God. sooner. I've been saying he'll demand a trade. I don't think he'll demand a within trade. Within a few now. years. I mean, I don't know. Uh, when did you say he Two would years. do it by? Two years. Yeah, I think that's Cause I don't totally think realistic. I don't think he's going to do it now just because he just signed the extension. Right. And I don't think he's going to do it next year because they're still going to be, well, you just signed this extension. You've got to give them time to build. Two years, that's plenty of time for them to get pieces. And I'm not saying we need to go out and get an all-star. We don't need to go out and try to sign Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's going to become a free agent. We don't need to try to make a big trade. Like, I know they're trying to get Jimmy or uh, D'Angelo Russell right now, but there's also reports of them going out and getting Chris Paul. And I would take Chris Paul at this point. Honestly, at this point, I would too, just because that's that veteran leadership that. Yeah, and he's they, actually having a decent. He's need. proved me wrong. He's actually having a decent season too. But, but uh, now, see, here's the, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Oklahoma is gonna move on from Chris Paul. No, I think they're gonna let his contract expire and yeah. then let him walk. Yeah. No. Andrew Wiggins is a different story. Andrew yeah. Wiggins, I've gone on record as saying, is my favorite player in the league right now. And I'm going to ride with him still. Oh, God. He's okay. probably still my favorite. Um, he got that max contract, too, and that's kind of what pissed Jimmy Butler off, and that's kind of why we had to move him. He was playing tremendous ball early in the year, and all of Minnesota was like, this is his year. This is his breakout year. Yeah, it's such a Minnesota thing to do. It is. It see, is. See seven games where he does well, and then we're like, oh, we're making the playoffs. And then he's Fucking back to normal. Idiots. Now, as a Wolves fan, I knew not to get all hyped, but looking at his stats across the line, 22.4 points a game, uh, field goal percentage of 8.4, or field goals made, 8.4, uh, field goal percentage, 43.9. Uh, we talked about his threes, free throws, 73.3, offensive rebounds, 1.3, defensive, 3.9. So he's averaging about five rebounds a game. Three assists, 0.7 steals, 2.5 turnovers on two personal fouls. Yeah. Nothing standing out. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit, I did <clears throat> first, what, 15 games or whatever this season when we were pretty hot. I, <laughs> I did buy into the hype a little bit that Wiggins was, you know. <clears throat> Coming uh, up. Yeah, I was uh, thinking maybe – Maybe, just maybe, Wiggins was going to prove everyone wrong and he's going to do his thing. But I never, you know, forgot what our team identity was <laughs> and who Wiggins was as a player. Because I've seen him play for, what, five years now or something like that, and I've, you know, come to know Wiggins. He's going to get us a lot of like. points, so, but he's not going to do it efficiently. Not even necessarily get us a lot of points. He's I mean, just he's inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. Amount. I guess it's more the uh, – the efficiency of doing it obviously yeah. is a problem. Or, you know, when we need him to do it, I just don't think he can't be that. He can't be that guy. I don't think he can. And, and I uh, think coming out of Kansas and getting drafted first overall and then being traded, uh, there were a lot of comparisons to Kobe. Oh, God, yeah. And I think that kind of... That's where it went downhill. <laughs> I don't want to say it got to him because I don't think he really put a lot of stock into it, but, like... He doesn't put stock in anything. He doesn't really. He doesn't show any emotion. No, he doesn't show. He's like, so I don't know. His rookie season, he showed emotion. Like I remember, he was dunking on people. He was like getting hyped. Yeah, getting even excited. though we won like what twenty five games, it was an exciting season because you were 
getting to watch a young, talented player with a lot of potential. Yeah, and then you had and then Zach the next Levine year, yeah, next year next you had Cat. Yeah, we had Zach Levine. It's like, oh my god, and we're gonna be insane. Yeah. So five years later, here we are, and nothing's changed. Nothing has come from this, except for a playoff berth. But that was because we had literally because of Jimmy Butler, not because anybody we had in our team. Don't want to hear that. <laughs> I know I you don't. I don't think it's necessarily true, but sadly it is. I'm still a little bitter about the whole thing. I loved Jimmy when we got traded. I remember, I think you and I were sitting in a fishing boat, and I was like, hey, Jimmy just got traded to Minnesota. I remember that, yeah. We traded Zach Levine. We were, we were really excited about it, yeah. And you were a little pissed. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, why are we trading them? I was upset that it was Levine that we yeah. traded. I wish it could have been. And I, I did like uh, maybe uh, Chris Dunn. Yeah, I was Chris like, maybe Dunn he could be a decent point guard, and he's a solid defensive player and a good role player. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to give up Levine, and years later, that's <laughs> proved true. But see, is it I, proving true because Levine's on a bad team putting up big numbers? Yeah, you can say that, but um, because that's what it was. I don't know if you will remember this name, but Michael Carter Williams. He was a point guard drafted to Philadelphia, one Rookie of the Year because he was putting up big numbers. This was back when Philadelphia was going through that whole process stage. Mm-hmm. They were on bad. They were being bad. And Michael Carter Williams put up these numbers because he was on a bad team. Yeah, that's fair to say. But uh, I think if you trade Levine and Wiggins right now, you put Wiggins on Chicago. I don't think he's putting up the same. Of, I don't think uh, Levine's shooting lights out in terms of his field goal percentage, but he's shooting well, I think, and his stats look good. I don't think if you trade them that Wiggins looks the same or better. I think but it's worse. See, now, I almost want to debate that because, like, if you put Wigan or Levine on this team, how is that going to affect Cat? How is that going to affect Shabazz Napier, who isn't, according to the percentages and the stats, isn't doing so hot, but he's had a couple good string of games here. How do you like? How does that justify? Like, who does Zach have in Chicago right now? Laurie Markkinen. Markkinen. That's. Bobby, uh, no, fucking, uh, what's their center? Wendell Carter is supposed to be pretty good. Eventually, he's young. But, like, um, he doesn't have a bona fide. Kobe White, they just drafted. Doesn't have a bona fide two. Like, he doesn't have a second guy after him to kind of carry the scoring burden. I think that's ideally supposed to be marking it. Eventually. It's supposed to be and granted, they're still. <laughs> Levine's one of the older guys on that team, yeah, honestly. They're like, still they've, a young they're team. so they're, young. They're young. And I team. do think. So is Minnesota. Minnesota's still arguably a pretty young team. Yeah, um, I just think you know Chicago hasn't had a lot of years to build the team chemistry yet with Levine. Minnesota's had five I, years to do it, yeah, and they haven't done shit. No, I just think I like the upside of Chicago. If I had to choose a favorite team in the East, it might be Chicago, honestly, because of Zach Levine mostly. Did you? Uh, I just no, like their upside though. Uh, LA is looking to trade for Zach, the Lakers. Really. They're gonna try. I think they said they're gonna do a pack. They would do a package with Kuzma. Oh God. Danny Green. And I think a pick and one other player. There's no way in hell they're gonna accept that. I don't think. Are you kidding me? I, Kuzma's. Nah, uh, I don't. Their think front office do it. is pretty bad. It, it is. It is, and their coaching has not been good the last few years. Yeah. I'll give you that. So um, they, I think they would. Take but that. Kuzma. Uh, they've um. They've. Uh, I've seen things about them potentially trading Kuzma for Robert Covington. And and I've seen a lot of people say that's actually a shit deal for the Wolves. Like, we don't – Kuzma's having a bad year. We yeah. don't want Kuzma. We want Covington. Yeah. 
So and then I've seen Dallas is looking at Kuzma or uh, Covington. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people is. are looking at Covington. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is looking at Covington, which is funny. Uh, I mean, it depends on who, because Philadelphia is currently looking for their image. Like they're looking for who they are. They need they need more shooters and they need a uh, defense too. So I mean, this whole thing that's what Covington provides. Kind of stemming from Golden State saying if they traded D'Angelo, the best they could get is Ben Simmons. Now that's opened up a lot of people's eyes. Like if you go on YouTube and listen to it, or maybe even to some uh, analysts or whatever, they're now starting to honestly talk about should Philadelphia consider trading Ben Simmons, and that's something now kind of looking at Minnesota is okay who on this roster is untouchable mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns who should we consider to trade who has the biggest upside right now besides him still at this moment looking at the stats looking at the numbers Andrew Wiggins has the biggest upside Andrew Wiggins will put numbers on the board get you points, get you some rebounds, get you, you know, not play the best defense, but he'll be mm. there. He'll command some attention from the defense. He's – I think he's what we need to put in a pack. I think we got to go back to Golden State and look, all right, Robert Covington, Gorgie Dang, Andrew Wiggins, our 2019-2020 or draft pick, D'Angelo Russell. You think so? I think that's, that's that's a lot of money that the Warriors are taking on though with Gorgie's contract, Wiggins' contract, and they're already paying. You know they got to pay Steph, Clay. So then it might not work. I think that's the, kind of the variation of what they need to do. So then maybe we still stick with Gorgie, but I think. I don't, yeah, I just don't see anyone taking him. I don't think we can get rid of him as hard as we try. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't I think it has to. It needs to. I just to. don't think it's going to. It needs to. Um, sadly, I could see us fucking extending him, not on his current contract, but like, no. If his contract's I mean, up, we, I could see us like keeping him. And I'm but just if like, it's okay. at a reduced rate, yeah, it's, it's got to be for the right cool. price. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, well, clearly, honestly, that experiment. Honestly, I would maybe even look out. at. Now, don't crucify me here. What can we get for Jared Culver? We just drafted. Oh, him. I'm so willing to trade him, 100. percent Like, honestly, I'm looking at the roster. We can't turn this season around now. It is too late. We yeah. are done. <laughs> yeah, we've only lost like 28 games. Yeah, it's it's already over though, 100%. I'm already listening. over. I'm with you. Uh, unless for some reason after the uh, or after All-Star break, something changes in this team and they flip it over and they start winning games. We are not making the playoffs, and we're looking at another lottery pick. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at it right now. You know what sucks about all this, too? We are a bad team, but we're never the worst team. So we're never going to get, like, a top five pick. I don't think we're ever going to get a number one overall pick. And then we'll just get – and in the NBA, top five is everything. Top – you could say, like, beyond top three is like not that great if you're not getting a good pick you're fucked you're just one of the shit teams that doesn't get a good player aka the wolves getting Jarrett fucking culver 
who's not bad. He's not a bad player. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't judge him on his – it's his first year, so yeah. give him slack. But he doesn't look impressive to no. start out. Yeah. We, we drafted a shooting guard. You can't argue with that. We need shooting. And totally fine with the pick when he happened. Like, I was kind of excited about it. The picks we're making, the picks we've made are good picks. Yeah. Like – uh, Chris yeah. Dunn, Zach Levine. On paper, yeah, they like they, they, look, they look good. good. They're just not working out yeah, for us. I know. And I now I think that maybe that doesn't say what our players are about. Maybe that says what our system is about. Maybe we need to take a look from the inside out. Now we we tried with Tom Thibodeau, didn't work. Fired him. We got Ryan Saunders. Ryan Saunders, I think, can be our coach of the future. But I think the Wolves organization that needs to go. All right, you're gonna. Run the team how you want. Yeah. Do how you want to do. We're going to – tell us what you need. We're going to get it for you. Because they just did a – I don't want to say it was a GM, but they just hired someone else, player something or another. It might have been a GM. They got decent coaches on the bench now. They got Pablo Prigioni, who had a decent career, but he's actually a really good coach. Uh, so I think this frustration we're feeling – is coming from growing pains. This team's gr- growing, but I think we're frustrated because it, we've been growing for five years. Basically, ever since we traded Kevin Love for Andrew Wiggins, yeah. we've been growing. Then we had one good season with Jimmy Butler, and then he kind of exposed all our problems. And I wanted, I'm going to be the first one to admit, I went blind to those problems. It was like, he said, Kat and Andrew aren't trying hard enough. They're not <laughs> committed. And I was like, yeah. hey, no. Like, I, I literally said, I was like, fuck you, Jimmy. Like, don't talk about our guys that way. Like, they're trying their best. You know, it's not their fault. They got to carry Minnesota all over the place. And then Jimmy left, went to Philadelphia, had a, Pretty good season. Still caused some drama over there. There was some tension between him and Brett Brown. Now he's in Miami. He's got two really good rookies who are willing to put in the work, and it's showing. Yeah. That's the difference. And, again, it's the growing pains that we're just kind of getting pissed about. And it's something that we need to, as Minnesota fans, I'm going to say just in general, Minnesota sports, we should – should be used to it by now but we're not because we have committed so much time to this and nothing's working out so like i think that's why we're getting frustrated yeah and like i'm looking at our standings right now we are third from the bottom yeah we are 15 and 29 we are tied with the kings yep right at home where we were last year now like i said if they turn it around in the off there after this uh all-star break and start winning games. Because, like, if you're looking the, from the eighth seed Spurs, they're, who are 20 and 23, I mean, Memphis is right behind them at 20 and 24, Portland 19 and 26, and then it goes 19 wins, or Portland's 19, then it goes 18, 17, 15, and 15. So if we string together a nice little stretch of wins. Yeah, we're not out of it by any means, technically. But just knowing this team's history. Yeah, like it's it's over. We're going to get the 11th seed at best. And then. But see, and like you said earlier, we're kind of that that team that's stuck in. In the shit area. Yeah, the no man's ass. Because I'm looking at the East now. We got Charlotte, Washington, who are 15 wins each. 
New York, who's 12, Cleveland, that's 12, and Atlanta, that's 11. Yeah, there's plenty of bad teams got, to go around. You even got Golden State, and ten, who's got 10 wins. Yeah. Right and now. like I mean, these teams have the same goal in mind too. Everyone, if if they know they're bad, they're tanking. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna lose and games kind of and they're Golden gonna State's tank doing. for like, the number one pick. That's what Golden State's doing. I feel like Atlanta's trying to get wins, but they're still new too. Like yeah. they're still trying to get through those growing pains. Cleveland, Cleveland knew at the moment LeBron left for LA. That's yeah, they're, they're fucked. Go. So they they're they doing need to it. find a new image. The Knicks, Knicks they're the stuck. Knicks. <laughs> so they're you screwed. You can't talk about Knicks and not say yeah. fuck in that sentence at least once. Yeah. Golden State. Oh God, I totally yeah. Is them the too. only team who I feel like is successfully tanking <laughs> without making it look like they're, they're winning while they're losing. Well, How yeah. I'm gonna be livid if they get the first overall and pick. They probably oh, will. Oh my and God. There's concerns growing in the league from GMs and owners that they're gonna trade that number one pick for a star. And here's how it's been That'd be talked really smart about. Of them, yeah. I don't know how accurate this is or how true this is, but there's rumors or things I've seen that cats that star. Oh yeah. There's I've seen some things where they said I've seen I've seen Ray a lot of Green, options. Number one overall pick to Minnesota for cat. And the reason why I think we would take that is because of that pick. Yeah. Who do you think we'd get with it, Lamelo? I don't even know who's a Lamelo is considered probably the number one pick in this draft. I can't think of any other names. And I'd do it. I would do uh, The it. only problem is his fucking dad would be like, uh, I don't think he'd want to come here. I don't think LaMelo would want to come here. I don't think so. Why would he want to? Why would you want to be in Minnesota? Oh, I've had this discussion with you before. I just don't think. Athletes don't want to live in Minnesota in the winter. It fucking sucks here. They're freezing it's, their asses off. They're all from southern states where it's warm. They're from California where they grew up. They don't want to be in Minnesota. Back in like... In NBA 2K13, 14, if you do a my career, you got to do those pre or after yeah. the pre-draft interviews. And when you get interviewed by the Wolves, that's literally what they say: is like, winners suck here. Could you handle it? <laughs> yeah. And literally, I, that's the probably f- how the interviews go too. And that's one literally of the what first they ask answers them. you can do is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I th- I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're saying, but I don't think it has that big of a factor to it. I think it's because it's only for a lot bigger than people think. I think it, it, I think it's bigger than I'm giving it credit for. But at the same time, I don't think it's completely the reason. Like, because it's how many season, how many months out of the season? Four. I mean, it uh, what it starts in like November, October, starts October, October, and then ends in June or something like that. I'd say a little bit later, earlier, like around March. Yeah, I mean, it's warm by the end of it. Yeah. But so it's like, it's not all very long. Winter. In the moment when the season ends, they can literally go off and do, be where enter wherever they want to be and go wherever they want to go. Yeah, like, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's a. Obviously, there are the people that are happy to be on a team regardless. Yeah. But but I just think. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about them. Sometimes it might be more positive. Sometimes it might be more negative. Today was hap- kind of just a little bit of a negative episode about the Wolves. But I, we we just need to understand what we got to expect out of these guys. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get season by season a, a team that can get you 30-plus wins. You're just not going to get that in Minnesota until we figure out our proper system. Yeah, You might get years where you're – 
maybe in that 30 win range and maybe in the battle for a playoff spot. But you're, I hate to say it, but you're, we're going to end up short. Yeah. Even when we're in that battle for a playoff spot, something's going to happen. Someone's going to get injured and we're not going to get there. So I don't know what needs to be shaken up to get this team to consistently be playoff contenders. Like I'm not even saying title contenders because we are so far away from the oh title. It's God, not yeah. even you funny. can't even use it in the same sentence. Can't yeah. it hurt me to say that? <laughs> but honestly, even if we get bounced in the first round a couple years in a row, I just want to make it. I want three years in a row first round outs. Yeah, honestly, I'm just, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I'd consider it a fucking championship ring, basically. Yeah, I think most people would. Yeah, but. On that note, we got like one more thing to talk about, and then we're going to call it a night. Seth picked up some games that are going to be playing on Friday yep. that we are going to take some Predic- not bets on, but we're going to kind of like guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just real quick. Uh, four games. A couple of them interesting ones, but I've got kind of reasons for it. But uh, uh, Nuggets, Pelicans, I say that because Zion came back. They've got some young talent on that team. Um, Nuggets are solid team right now. Nuggets are sitting fourth, 30 and 14. Uh, it depends on how limited Zion's going to be, but I don't think Zion's going to be enough to push them over Jokic, or Jokic and uh, what's his face, their point guard, Murray. Murray Jamal Murray. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Nuggets. If you yeah. want to score, I'm going to say. 127, 114 Nuggets. All right, all right. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, I just wrote it down. Kings Bulls. Why'd you pick this one? I don't know. I like Levine. I already said it. I like the Bulls' young team. I also like the Kings as a roster, too. They got young talent. They're not shaping up quite so hot this year. Also, they were kind of like the worst two records on there, so I considered it the, the, the toilet bowl for Friday. Yeah, so, so uh, let me just quick. So, bowls are sitting at 17 and 29, and kings are looking at the 15 and 29. Yeah, I'm picking bowls for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go kings. Okay, okay. Uh. And here's my reasoning, uh, and we kind of touched on it in the conversation. Chicago only really has Zach Levine to kind of focus on their scoring. Yeah. Where the Kings have De'Aaron Fox. They got Buddy Heald, uh, Harrison Barnes. I think he's still there. I think yeah, so. Harrison Barnes still there. Um, so they got other pieces that can kind of handle some scoring opportunities. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be kind of a boring game. Probably. <laughs> also I, kind of why I chose it. Um, I'm going to give it to Sacramento. And for my score prediction, this one I have a feeling is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go Kings 110, Bulls 105. Okay, okay. Okay, we got the Clippers versus the Heat. Clippers sitting at third in the West. Heat sitting at second in the East should be a good game. All right, I'm going to ask you this right now, and I don't know if you'll know the answer. 
who on the Clippers is playing. <laughs> Are we going to get Kawhi and Paul George? Or that's are we just a, that's get, an excellent question. Are we going to get one? <laughs> and for that reason, I think I'm going to pick the Heat, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I don't know. I genuinely don't. Uh, I would pick the Heat anyways, probably. I, just... I don't know if I would pick the Heat if Kawhi and Paul George are playing together. If Kawhi's playing and Paul George is not, I would still probably give it to the Clippers. But if it's just Paul George, I don't think Paul George is enough to get them over the Heat. Yeah, I don't think he is either. Um, But I'm, I'm picking the Heat regardless. I don't really know why, but I don't want to cop out. But I'm going to cop if if Kawhi or both are playing. I'm going to give it to the Clippers. If it's just Paul George, I'm going to give it to the Heat. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to give it to the Clippers. All right, it's going to be a cl- close game. Uh, one twenty, one seventeen. Okay. Okay. I feel like these are really high scores. <laughs> no, I'd say that. I don't know. It varies, but it it's a high scoring game nowadays. I'd say. Yeah, it is. Okay, last one. Uh, why did I choose this one? <laughs> Suns versus the Spurs. I've been rooting for the Suns for the last few years. They're kind of like us, poverty franchise, unsuccessful in a worse way. They, oh, they've, so worse. They've got our problems times two probably. Um. And the Spurs really, they're eighth right now, but they're rec I mean they're what, twenty twenty three. Not great. Suns are eighteen and twenty six. Well, I, I did predict them to make the uh playoffs probably eighth or seventh seed, because I think Popovich can just do that with random dog shit he's got. Yeah. But, I mean um, you can't in this the matchup Suns are terrible this year, so I mean, in this matchup you can't go against nice. you can't pick anyone else except for the Spurs. Ooh, but you're wrong. Are you seriously going, going with the Suns? Going yeah, with the Suns? I don't know, dude. Suns have been interesting this year. They've been interesting. They've gone and on some. They started streets. out hot too, like they us. Did. And now they beat Golden. They beat the Clippers. Bit, they beat. Yeah, they've they, beaten some te- some surprising teams. Yeah. So. Uh, you going Spurs though? I'm gonna go Spurs. And. Bold prediction: It's gonna be a blowout. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go. One twenty. Ninety-five. Okay. I hope everyone's playing in these games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are going to be all the stars are sitting on Friday. Did you pick the Wolves? Do the Wolves play on Friday? Oh, yeah, that's right. We got that. Yeah, they do. Wolves-Rockets. Oh, God. Yeah. Being I'm so pessimistic, I'm going to pick the Rockets. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to pick. I just feel like the Rockets have our number, so I'm going to pick them too. I, yeah, and I uh, I was listening to a K-Fan today, and I apparently we've got a stretch for the Wolves coming up over the next month. There's like a solid chance we won't win a game. Like It just looks like that from who we're playing. I feel like the Wolves so, always have had a difficult schedule. Just because we're... We're in, a very, we're in the best division. In the league. Yeah, we've got Portland... Uh, Oklahoma City, Denver, I'm missing one, Utah. They're all – last year they all made the playoffs. All made the playoffs. Decent seeds. All got – Very good teams. Very good teams. Um, Well organized, unlike us. Yeah. Even yeah. Go, even Oklahoma, they literally just traded their franchise away. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. And then they're, like, doing decent. Yeah. Paul, f- uh, Chris Paul's pulling shit out of his ass. They're the seventh seed right 26 now. 26-19. Like, I don't the get it. The surprise team is Portland, and they're, what, 10th right now? Yeah. But they might make a late push, too, probably. Yeah. I would trust that out of them. Yeah, so, like, three – wait, who – it's 
Thunder, Denver, Utah are in our division, and they're all in the playoff spot right now. And Portland's pretty close to it, too. Portland's 10th, yeah, and they're right on the fringe, so they're a game behind. So we, our division might not have the most talent, but they definitely have the better They're team. consistent. Yeah. I think for the last few years, they've all been in the playoff conversation, and, you know, obviously the Thunder have been really good over the years. Right. Uh, I feel like Denver kind of just got on the scene, but Utah usually. I feel Utah's like, been consistent. Yeah. Um, but going back, Wolves, yeah. Rockets. 115 to 90. Yeah. <laughs> I just think the combined power of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, even though there's some. Even though they'll shoot 20%, they'll, they'll win shoot. by 30 probably. Yeah, it's just, like it's, that. you got the best offensive player in the game, and then you got Russell Westbrook who will get you a triple-double. It's. <laughs> and they want to win, unlike <laughs> players on our team that show no motivation to be great at all. Yeah, so. no, I'm gonna rebuke that. I feel like we want to <laughs> win here, but you know we're just not gonna. Not talk as about not it. as we, bad as Russell Westbrook. We I'll don't tell you that. have time to talk about this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap it up here for the first episode of By the Balls. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to talk about what we love. Not no, that we no. don't love talking about stuff on Let's Crack yeah. a Beer. But sports is kind of like our our thing, so we're happy to be. Yeah, we know the most about it. Yeah, any topics, so it's easier for us. It probably, is very, it is very easy. Yeah. So, but, but uh, when are we going to be uploading this? Um, I think when should we keep it consistent? That's to be determined. Right now, this episode will be coming out on Sunday, so maybe every Sunday. Okay. If, if we make a change to that, we'll definitely let you guys know. Um, there will be a Facebook and Instagram page for this too. And then obviously we'll be on Anchor, and we're going to try to get back onto Spotify with this one and all other places, but we'll just definitely keep you in the loop. Um, Some things we've kicked around is a YouTube channel. Maybe we'll just upload the audio to YouTube. You know, we're we're working some things here. So uh, we just want to thank you all for listening to us ramble about stuff we think we know, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to call it a night. So go follow yeah. Let's Crack a Beer on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, when this gets up and running, follow uh, By the Balls on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Anchor, listen to us on Spotify, you know, do your, do what you need to do. Yeah. So, peace. Later.